Jeff. Trish, uh, Trish was dancing yeah. in rehearsal, and now she's very shy. How many of you remember <laughs> that song? Okay, they're very good. All six of us remember. Uh, that's a DC talk back in the day. One of the very early Christian bands. Anyway, this is Ministry Matters Sunday, and God is doing a new thing. That's what we're going to talk about here today. Welcome to church. I promise you today, Jose, it's going to be really different than normal, okay? You okay with different? Can you handle that? Yeah. Yeah, this will be good. Um, since March of this year, um, we've endured lots, have we not? I, here's some words to describe this last six months. Weird, different, confusing, discouraging, frustrating. Okay, those were the words that came to my mind. Questions, uh, what is COVID-19? How dangerous is it? Should I hide in place? If so, how long should I hide? How can we stay safe? And if that wasn't uh, challenging enough, then on May 25th, with the death of George Floyd, protest, uh, many of them peaceful, then not so peaceful, looting, burning, shooting, and it started in Minneapolis, and it spread to New York City, Los Angeles, Miami, Seattle, Chicago, Nashville, Cleveland, Atlanta, Dallas, Washington, D.C., and Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, that all started on May 25th. So questions I've been asking myself, and I'm sure you have been asking, and I've heard lots of you say, what's going on? What in the world is happening in our country and all over the world. Today, I'd like to give you an answer. It's not the answer. It's not the only answer, but I'd like to give you an answer to that question based on God's Word, okay? So it's not just going to be, oh, what does Pastor Jeff think? Uh, no, no, we're not going to go there because uh, I'm really goofy, and I think you know that, Okay. So what, what does God's Word have to say? And, it, and it's based on a passage back in the old section in the book of Isaiah. So on your Bible app on your phone, in your Bible, turn there. Denise found this passage, and she started quoting it to me. And the more she said it to me, the more it resonated. So uh, that's where we're going to begin here today. For those of you, for those of us that love routine and resist change, has this not been a really challenging six months? <laughs> for those of us, we're, we're not really all that into different. This has been very painful and challenging time. That's why Isaiah 43 and verse 18 is so important. Put it up here on the screen for you, okay? Isaiah's writing to Jews, and they've been resisting the warnings of God's prophets. God's prophets are saying, you got to do it God's way. They've been resisting the warnings, and, and now here's what Isaiah says, verse 18. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. Here's the truth. We can either spend the next year or two or the next decade 
looking in the rearview mirror, mourning over what was. And I suspect many will do just that. They're just going to mourn and rehearse and, oh, it's not normal anymore. Uh, I don't like change. I want my routine back. And, and many will just go there. We can do that or we can choose to look ahead. Look what Isaiah says and forget what's behind. Some of you are thinking, but that's old section and that's to a specific people in a specific country at a specific time. Okay, uh, then I'll take you to the new section. Paul is writing to the church at Philippi. Paul is writing to the church at Walloon. Philippians 3 and verse 13, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. And I would argue what he has to say has a lot of application and a lot of relevance or, if you like this better, Jesus says it this way, Luke 9, verse 62, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. N nobody who, who's plowing on God's field and always looking back, that's not the requirements for being a part of God's kingdom people. So, I say this with love and concern for the church family. Look at me, because I don't mean this harshly. I mean it to, I'm speaking to me. It's time for us to quit crying over the loss of what was. It's time for us to forget the former things and quit whining about, I want my normal back. It's time to quit dwelling on the past. Paul says it this way, it's time for us to press and strain for what's ahead. Do you understand? Enough of that. Yeah, yeah, you can remember, but if you're always looking back, you're not living in the present. It's time for us to quit dwelling on the past, press and strain towards what's ahead. But you say in your head right now, but Pastor Jeff, I miss the hugs, I miss the handshakes, I miss the closeness. Oh, and I hate these masks, and I hate these social distancing, and I hate the judging, and I hate how people are talking, and you don't know, and it's awkward. We strain toward what's ahead, give me your eyes, because our awesome, all-knowing, all-wise God is up to something new. Why should we strain? Because our Savior, Jesus Christ, listen to this verse, I love this one, who is the blessed controller of all things. Some of you in ladies' Bible study, you had that. That was the theme verse. Jesus is the blessed controller of all things, 1 Timothy 6.15. In other words, the blessed controller of everything is doing something new. And did you know this isn't just USA? Do you realize this, this, this new is worldwide? The whole world is coping and dealing with the new. Here's how Isaiah put it, verse 19, Isaiah 43. Jews living in rebellion to God. Here's what he said. See, I'm doing a new thing. I, I'm doing something new. Now it springs up. Do you not, can't you see that I'm doing something new? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. In other words, I'm going to take something that was really bad 
and I'm going to make something really amazing out of this situation. That, that's what Isaiah is saying to the children of Israel. Okay? Colossians 1, 15 to 17 tells us, catch this, Jesus Christ is the creator of all things in the universe. Jesus Christ, the creator of everything. Oh, and if that's not enough, verse 17, and he's the sustainer. He's the one who holds everything together. So Jesus Christ, who created everything and holds everything together, the king of kings, the one on the throne of the universe, knows what he's doing. Just, just let that, that roll through your head for a minute. He knows what he's doing. He has a plan and a purpose. This didn't catch him by surprise. Did you know that? None of what's happened in these last six months has caught the king of kings by surprise. Jesus knows what he's doing. King Jesus is up to a new thing. Can I get an amen? Because <laughs> some of you are like stunned. Oh, oh, I, I don't like it. It's not comfortable. It's not normal. It's not routine. Um, God is doing a new thing. He's up to something new. Our choice, live in the rearview mirror, mourn over the past, be grumpy about all the things you don't like about the new, or embrace the new, and let's charge ahead and strain for what God's up to, okay? Today, we present ministry matters. And I need to tell you, this is what the Lord has shown our leaders here in, in the Walloon Church, in the East Jordan Church, in the Alanson Community Church. And, and I'm happy to report, because we talk about this a lot, Myron, Different, you know, we're all different and we come at it, but I'm here to tell you we are unanimous uh, in, in how we feel it, it's time to move forward with what the Lord has shown us, okay? So let me just say in advance, lots of things are going to be different. Isn't that right, Sherry? It's not going to look like it's always looked. It's probably not going to feel the same way. Uh, some things you'll say, but I don't like this compared to how it was. We're going to quit looking in the rearview mirror. And we're going to strain towards what the Lord is calling us to. So I'd encourage you, <laughs> I would challenge you, let's look forward, okay? Our awesome God and King is nudging us, uh, and He really has forced us to change and adjust and try new things. And I just happen to believe he's up to something and he knows what he's doing. And actually, many of these new things are going to be better, okay? It's going to be different. It's not how we're used to, but actually, I've discovered that's usually a really good thing. Children's ministry is first. They're going to come on up and uh, uh, they're going to share with us what's new What's exciting? What is to come? So children's team, come on up. This is your time. And uh, we want to hear what's going on and what's new this fall in children's world. Good morning. 2020 has been a very different year, hasn't it? But it's been a year when it's taught us as a children's ministry team and perhaps you with your children and grandchildren 
and any of the other children that God has placed in your lives, that faith must begin in the home, that children need to see faith as the very heart of their home. And we as a children's ministry team are very excited to come alongside of you and your children and support you in your endeavor to raise children who love and follow Jesus. The church is here to help and support you in that endeavor, but it must begin in your lives and in your, in your homes. Um, this year, we've um, not been able to gather as we were used to doing in the past in the rearview mirror, but God is at work, and it has really encouraged us and prodded us to making the main thing the main thing with children, taking our limited time and using it well. So we've done things like have an online service midweek that kids can tune in and listen to. Um, there's lots of music, a message presented, printable activity pages that you can do with your kids, grandkids, or kids in your life. Well, we've had fam jam events where families gather together as families and just enjoy their time together. And you'll be hearing more about family outreach ministry, which will start this fall, where families will have the opportunity to go into the community and minister together as families. So God is at work. He's using this time for good. And we, as a children's ministry team, are very excited to be a part of what God is going to do at Walnut Lake Church and at our other campuses. So these ladies are here, and they're going to share specifically what's going on in their um, unique ministries. Yeah, so we know that spiritual growth and development begins from day one. So we believe that the nurseries can be an extension of the family unit. And we can come alongside our families and help expose our little ones to the love of Jesus and the word of God right from the get-go. And um, it also will help free up the parents for a little bit so that they can um, be ministered to and also get plugged in possibly as well. So um, we're really excited. We've had some chances to um, make some changes up in the toddler preschool area. So um, we're looking to do some more changes up there. and We're excited about that. Um, and we are going to be opening the nurseries. Um, well, I should say it's toddler preschool room because we're going to combine the one to four-year-olds, and it'll be up in the um, toddler room, and we're going to start doing that on Wednesday nights um, starting September 23. That's the same evening that Denise is going to be starting her ladies' Bible study. Um, so we're looking to um, begin a rotation of volunteers for that, and so if you're interested in getting involved in that at all or have any questions, we'd love to talk to you in the back afterwards. Good morning. I'm Kelly Weller, and I um, help with the Sunday morning elementary program. And like we've all said, things have looked different over the last few months, but we're very excited about what we've been able to do. We have our family service at 1045 in the multi-purpose room, and that's just a time where we get families together. They sit as family groups, we present a Bible story and a lesson that they learn. And then as families, they have conversations, activities, and moments where they can learn together. And we're trying to create spaces and times for the Holy Spirit to speak into families and to speak in the children's lives so they can grow to be who they are supposed to be. And it also gives them knowledge and information that they can take home during the week and continue that growth because the one hour on Sunday morning is just little sprinkles on what should be the whole cake. So we want to send them home with pieces to keep growing at home. 
and learning. And so that's what we're doing currently on Sunday mornings. It's going really well. We probably have between 10 and 15 families, which is like 40 to 60 people. And as fall's getting back into swing, we're getting more and more coming. And it's just very exciting to see everybody there and growing. I love to see families growing in their faith together. I just feel like it's what God has designed. It is what God has designed the family to do. And for us to have that opportunity right now in this special season to do is such a blessing. Um, we're going to do this program through December. And then planning, which we all know plans are very flexible these days, <laughs> in January to go, um, I won't say back to normal because we're not, because the normal was good, but we've had the opportunity to switch things up and our next normal can be better. And so that's what we're looking forward to in January. We're not it's a plan. <laughs> we think we know what it's going to look like, but we'll keep you updated as we go on. But it's going to be exciting. Um, so keep praying for our families and our children because God is doing amazing things in their lives. And just keep praying for them and giving praise to God for the opportunities that we've had to minister to kids and families. Uh, midweek is our new Wednesday night program, and it's going to look a little bit different than Wednesday nights have looked in the past, but we're excited for the change, and I think everyone will see it as a positive thing. Um, the one thing that uh, is a big change is our time. Um, it's going to be from 6 to 7.30 so that you guys can get your littles home before school the next day. Um, another thing is that we're going to be feeding um, your kids dinner every week. Uh, so bring your kiddos out. It will be a good time. Um, some of the things that are going to stay the same, there's going to be games, there's going to be small group activities, there's going to be Bible, there's going to be Bible memory, and lots of fun. We're really excited to kick off um, this Wednesday night program. Our prayer for midweek is that kids will feel loved and safe and that they can be themselves at church and that they're, they're going to be loved for it. Um, we pray that they learn more about Jesus, they can hide God's word in their heart, um, and that they'll go home and live for him forever. Um, our biggest prayer, though, is that I'm going to reiterate what Sherry said um, and say is our prayer is that we come alongside you as parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles that bring your kids to church, um, that you will put Jesus in your home um, as the main thing. And um, we brought a little prop. We've been doing some math in our children's wing. Um, if your kids come to church for every program that we offer at Children's Ministry, and they attend every week they don't miss, we get them for 130 hours a year. And as parents, we took out sleeping and school. You get them 2,270 hours, which is this fishbowl. So Jesus needs to be the center of your home first. We are a great tool here at church to help come alongside of you to raise your kids to love Jesus, but it needs to start in the home. And we, as a community group, would love to help you. Thanks. Well done, well said. This is John Lee, chairman of the missions program. The missions committee's main focus is working with our missionaries that we support throughout the world we meet with new candidates. We help our current missionaries throughout the world with some of their problems and issues. And we also help coordinate trips to visit with them. Walloon Church currently supports 20 missionaries throughout the world. Some of them are local. Some of them are international. The missions committee is your eyes, ears, and heart for our missionaries throughout the world. 
The exciting part of being involved with missions is seeing people who go on the mission trips themselves, seeing God working throughout the world for the first time in ways that they'd never thought possible. Hello, my name is John Lee. I'm part of the... <laughs> All right. We're going to sing. We're going to sing again. I want to invite you to stand with us this morning again. Amen. To the worthy king. Amen. Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Shadows deepen. We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? We do. Sing with us. Oh 
Amen, everybody. Hallelujah. Amen. You guys can take your seats once again. Two more ministries that are up and moving. Yep. Uh, is one that's in a very new uh, way. Prayer partners and prayer corner have now merged, and they are up and running today. If you have a prayer need, uh, you can make your way over there. We actually have that room uh, that we're going to be using along with the prayer chapel as needed uh, for our prayer warriors is what we're calling. We're going to hear from them. And then right after that, Pastor Chad and Gil Redmer are going to share with us what's going on in men's ministries. Hello, my name is Patty Atkins, and I'm here today to share some things with you about our prayer ministry here at church and about uh, the importance of prayer in our daily lives. God does not need our prayers, not one single prayer. We are the ones that are in need of prayer, his power and his love. What he does want is a relationship with us. He wants us to seek him. He wants our attention. He wants our time. He wants our heart. And when we begin to seek him in prayer and in his word daily, that's when our relationship grows. That's when we fall deeper and deeper with lo in love with God and our intimacy with him grows. And as we watch him over time answer prayer after prayer after prayer and provide and protect and love on our loved ones and we are just in awe and then our trust grows in him, our confidence in him grows and then we pray more. Um, one of our prayer ministries here at church is uh, one part is we pray over the church service every Sunday. People are praying over the message, uh, for God's power on the message, uh, strengthening our pastor over the congregation. Whatever the Lord lays on our heart, we're praying. And another part is we pray with people. People will come and want us to pray with them. And so that's what we do. They come in very broken and in need of uh, prayer. When we do this and when we pray at home for one another, it reminds me so much of the story in the four Gospels about the four friends who carried their paralyzed friend on the mat to Jesus for healing. And it says when Jesus saw their faith, he healed the man spiritually and physically. So when we're praying for one another, I think that's what we're doing. We are, in essence, helping one another. We all have our own burdens, our own trials. And we're helping one another on that mat and carrying our needs to Jesus. And he's the only one that has the answers, the love, and the power to help us. Um, if this is part of your ministry at church, one of the things that we will see sometimes that is an awesome thing to behold as people will come in um, for prayer and they will be so physically bent over um, from the weight of the burden that they're carrying. They will be so broken and um, it's, it's sad. And, but when we pray with them, a lot of times after we're done praying, it's it's amazing thing to behold. First of all, you will hear this big sigh. We'll take this big breath and you can tell that they already have some relief. Now, mind you, they still have the same problem that they came in with and asked for prayer, but they've already begun to be encouraged, and you can see it. Sometimes you will see sparks of hope, new hope, that they didn't have when they walked in, and they know that God has heard their prayer, and God has loved on them. They have felt it, and they feel encouraged, and you, you can just see it. Um, sometimes then they'll sit up a little straighter. When they get up to leave, they'll stand a little taller. Uh, 
and it's just a wonderful thing to be a part of. And some of them sometimes will leave with a Bible, a daily bread. They um, have a new determination to start seeking the Lord in their daily life, and we are thrilled when that happens. Uh, Psalm 116, 1 and 2 says, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. Colossians 4.2 says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith it is impossible to please God. Anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Last of all, Colossians 4.17 says, see to it, you can hear the responsibility in that, see to it that you complete the ministry that you have received from the Lord. So I want to ask you, is prayer part of your ministry? Do you know that for sure? Then I want to encourage you to spend more time alone with God in the daytime. Make time, take time. I don't mean just the daytime, day or night, whatever is your time. Uh, for the sole purpose of praying, not multitasking, but come to God with names. Um, our bulletin is a great help with that. People have asked for our prayers. So when you come to him, you have their names to pray for them and others that God shows you to pray for during the week. I encourage you to take that time for the things that are eternal. And um, then come and join our prayer ministry if you feel led. We'd love to have you, and we will be glad and blessed if you do. Thank you. Hey, everybody. I'm Pastor Chad, and I am part of the men's ministry group here at church and have the privilege of serving alongside Gil Redmer, is part of the, the team we have. And Gil, what is men's ministry really all about here at our campuses? Well, for really for me, it's uh, just getting men connected with each other because it's so tough to be a man in America today. The lines have gotten skewed over what a, a Christian man looks like and it's the desire to give men the opportunity to know what, it's, what being a Christian man is really all about. What are some of the ways that you think that you've seen men's ministry be effective in guys' life through the time we've been doing it? It's a good question. Um, I guess for me, um, my own personal story is what one of the key things that brought us to Walloon uh, 17 or so years ago was there was a vibrant men's ministry going on at the time uh, you were actually one of the leaders of it during that time, and um, that's something that I was affected by uh, Promise Keepers back in the 90s, and that really uh, is what changed my life as far as what it's like to be a man under Christ. Um, so I've just, it's been a natural flow for me to get plugged in to men's ministry, and just having guys being connected, being able to be shoulder to shoulder with each other, whether it's through a breakfast or, or through a study. Uh, we're doing a, an online study, a devotional through the YouTube app with Pastor Jeff. Um, he's inviting, we, there's over 50 guys right now that are invited to that. My desire would be to see, since we're limited to how well we can be together, is to see that ramp up to where we can have over 120 guys involved in doing something like that. And it's, it's just cool to be in church on Sundays and see, you know, when we are gathering, 
the relationships that have been formed because of the things we've been doing through men's ministry. Hey guys, so what's coming now? What's happening for men right now and available for you? Well, we've got two key things that we've started. And we're going to be meeting on Wednesday evenings twice a month. Myron Matz is going to be leading a character study through the Bible. And, you know, the great thing about looking at some of the key characters of the Bible is people have always been people. And when people have been available for God, he takes the ordinary and makes it extraordinary for his purpose. And so not just studying what God used them for, but when we see other people, a lot of times in study, we're going to see glimpses of ourselves within them. And God uses those moments as well, I think, for each one of us, and I know myself, when I see that where I can identify with that person in a key way, and that really God still has potential and purpose for my own life as well, too, and to use me. So we're going to be meeting on Wednesday evenings. We want to invite you just twice a month. But would you join with us as we study through some of the great characters of the Bible and see what God maybe has in store for you as well to learn? Sunday mornings twice a month. I'm going to be leading us through the Craig Rochelle book, uh, Dangerous Prayers. Uh, Chad and I and uh, a bunch of other men, we've, we've done this, uh, there's a devotional on the version, and I think I've done it four times now with different groups. Um, very, very powerful study. Uh, ties in very well with what Pastor Jeff just finished preaching on and Daniel about the power and the effectiveness of prayer. Um, so I'm excited to be um, doing this, this study with, in, in, a, in a deeper format and hopefully we'll ignite um, something here within the men of Walloon through the dangerous prayers. Amen. Let's stand together again. sing in faith today. I don't just sing these words flippantly, but just think about what we're singing. That's right. You are here, Lord. Oh, you are here moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Yeah. 
touch every heart, Sunday after Sunday, worship band is up here leading us to the throne, and uh, we want to say thanks, yeah, we don't say thanks enough, but secondly, this normally, we would go in, in the gym, remember those days, every year for many, many years, and uh, first of all, you go find the best donut that's left, and, and then you go around, but Andy would have a booth up there, and anybody who's uh, ready and willing to serve... Uh, projection, we got lots of sound, get trained in sound, or if you're hiding your talent under a bushel, 
So uh, let me just add a little one. Come see Andy. We'd love to uh, include you as a part of that, right? Amen. Okay. Nice job, Glenn. Well done. Uh, talked about men's ministry. Uh, we have uh, options going on Wednesday night with Myron and Sunday morning with Gil. Uh, next up is uh, women's ministry, and we have women's uh, ministry studies to help you grow, to help you get discipled, and this is something that's in, in both our men's and women's. We have lots of folks inviting family and friends to come join, so it's a great outreach as well. First up is Susan Miller, and then Denise Ellis and Jennifer Dietz. My name is Susan Miller, and along with Nancy Sando, I facilitate a Bible study for women on Tuesdays. This fall, we are doing two different arms of the study. I will be facilitating an in-person gathering um, here at church from 9.30 to 11.30, and Nancy is going to be facilitating a discussion by Zoom um, on Tuesday evenings. This fall, uh, we, we will be using the study guide by Kay Arthur. It's called, Lord, I Want to Know You. It focuses on the names of God. We feel like it's a good opportunity to learn the truth of who God is and how that applies in our lives based on what he has said in his word. As the name implies, um, it is a Bible study, so the focus of our gathering is studying um, the Bible, and we use different study guides, um, and the format is discussion, so every participant has the opportunity to join in and, and share uh, what they've been learning from the passage and the study guide that we've been using. In addition to studying the Bible, um, one of the benefits of, of gathering like this is we have also have the chance to pray for each other, to support each other, and to rejoice with each other in what God is doing in our lives and through our lives. Hi, everybody. Um, this is a little message for all you gals who are wondering Hey, is Denise going to do her Bible study this fall? That's a good question. And the answer is yes, 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 to both the Wednesday evening class and the Sunday morning class. Jen, what's going on? Why have you got, why have you got the duct tape on your mouth? Okay, okay. When the Lord made it clear to me that this is the study we need to do this fall, I kind of um, knew that it was something I needed to learn myself, so it's affected me like that too. So the book says it's about... Um, what to say, how to say it, and when not to say anything at all. So are you maybe saying that keep it shut? <laughs> I didn't see that, so it does say keep it shut on your duct tape. Oh, right, okay. So if you have started reading the book already, keep it shut. Um, would you recommend to the girls that are watching right now that they come out to the class and join the study? You would? I agree. So. Um, 
there's some things we need to kind of let them know that'll be changing so that they can feel safe while they come out and study God's word together. What are some of those? You're so right. Because Wednesday night, we're going to be having class in the worship center. Um, and there's plenty of room in there to spread out and do social distance. And on Sunday morning class, I didn't know if you know this, but we actually get to have all three rooms um, in this section. So room 112, 113, and 114. So the girls on Sunday morning have plenty of space. What's with the mask? And, and you got gloves too there. Any kind of food that is served um, will be prepared by a professional approved by the church. Any girls serving it um, will be masked and gloved, so it's going to be very safe for everybody. And Jen and I want to invite you, right Jen, um, to Women Who Love the Word as we study together how powerful our words are going to be. Oh, right? Oh, what's up? Which one? Oh, loving verse. Yeah, Proverbs 18:21 is going to be the theme verse for this year. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it and indulge in it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words. Like we don't necessarily need to invest in a roll of duct tape like Jen did. I know that we can grow together learning how um, we can say words that affect our loved ones mm -hmm. deeply and say them like Jesus would like us to say them. Jen and I can't wait to see you and have you join us and be together with you again soon. There's a crown for Jen there. Uh, let's see, uh, two more uh, that we'd like to present to you. First is uh, Pastor Brandt and all things young adults and teens, and we neglected to tell you how did we do this, but tonight is, anybody know what's happening tonight? Rock the block, five o'clock tonight, so uh, please get your... Uh, your children, your grandchildren, your neighbors, your friends here, five o'clock, five bucks. I think Brant tells me if they bring five friends, everybody's free. So that's a pretty good deal tonight. Please be in prayer. Uh, lots of efforts going into tonight to share the gospel of Christ with whole bunches of teens. And right after Brant finishes up, we'll move right into Celebrate Recovery, which meets on Thursday nights. You energize me I've never felt this before Oh, and it's blinding Brighter than the sun at its core This heart that is beating With love worth repeating A fire to be something
Pastor Chad, a ministry we have here at church to help people in the area of recovery is Celebrate Recovery. Now, I've got my friend Ken here with me, and Ken, when I think of recovery and Celebrate Recovery specifically, I think right away of people who are struggling with a substance abuse issue in their life or chemical dependency. Um, but really, that, that is a piece of Celebrate Recovery, but Celebrate Recovery is really a lot more than just that piece, is it not? It's really a program for anybody. It's not strictly for those that are recovering from uh, alcohol or substance abuse. It, it's just, there's so many things uh, that people deal with and when they get fed up or reach maybe a rock bottom, they uh, they go searching for something that's gonna help them and free them from the challenges of their life. And CR is one of those places they can come. And there's nobody at CR and that is a licensed psychologist or um, counselor. So there's nobody there that's intent on trying to fix anybody. We're strictly at that meeting to encourage one another and love one another. It's really freeing, and what it reminds me of is God's grace and mercy to us. We're showing that to others in the meeting. The ministry has been meeting here at the church in the cafeteria for the last 12 years and are and is led by Sue and Terry Alzinga and they just do a wonderful job uh, leading that ministry. What the program really involves, we start the program with some praise songs to try to get our minds off the busy day-to-day -day life that we all lead and that gets us in a better frame of mind for the sharing portion of the meeting that takes place roughly an hour into the uh, meeting itself and uh, when the sharing takes place the men meet separately in one room the women are in another room and what's really been rich in the last year or so is the relationship we've developed with the Bear River uh, clientele and 
it's just amazing to see the difference in those men and women from day one when they come to the program for the first time and when they are graduating from Bear River 60 or 90 days uh, later. They're, they're a changed person. It's almost like a different form of baptism. We would love to hear from you and tell you a little bit uh, more about the program one-on-one, -on -one, either by phone or even in person. We could meet at a coffee shop. It could be very casual and just give you more information and maybe take some of that fear and anxiety you might be feeling about going to such a program for the first time. It would hopefully alleviate that. I'd like to thank a couple people who put in a whole bunch of extra time. Um, that would be uh, Rachel Bradley, Andy Stefanik, and Pastor Chad. And they just, you can tell, you know, if you bring uh, lots of videos together, uh, it takes a lot of extra time. So I appreciate all of those, thank you, who, uh, who made uh, a little different ministry fair calling it Ministry Matters Possible. Let's see, throughout church history, the local church, which is God's plan to reach and change and bring the gospel to the world, throughout church history, the church has always done better, the church has always gotten stronger, more healthy, shine brighter when the cost of following Jesus goes up. Did you know that? When, when, it, when there's a price to pay, when, when there's some effort, when, when there's even some resistance to being a follower of Christ, uh, the church always gets stronger. And the reverse is true. King Jesus knows this. When uh, it's easy and comfortable and no price to pay, the church gets weaker the church gets stale. Uh, pretty soon, that bright light gets kind of fuzzy and gray. Uh, that's been true down through church history, all different cultures down through the centuries. I bring this illustration to close. True story. Turn of the century, East Coast, they became obsessed with a fish called cod. And pretty soon everybody was talking about cod. It was, it was like the it food, okay? News of this tasty dish spread across the country. The problem was how do you get cod all over the country and still keep it fresh? They tried freezing it. They froze the fish and then they'd send it by rail at that time. That was the fastest transportation of the time, but then after being frozen and in a rail car for a week, it didn't taste that great. It was mushy. It, it just wasn't tasty. Next, they tried shipping the fish live. Now picture this. They literally turned railroad cars into huge saltwater aquariums. True story. 
But after sitting in an aquarium for a week or more, and now they get the fish out, okay, it's still alive, they realized that the fish, when they cooked it, still was mushy and lacking flavor. One ingenious fellow, it doesn't say who it was, they decided, you know what, maybe we need to put the natural enemy of the cod, the saltwater catfish, in the tanks with them. So that's exactly, that's a saltwater catfish, and catfish uh, really bother and, and cause a lot of grief to the cod. So they'd put a, a saltwater catfish or two or three in each tank, and literally the catfish would chase the cod all the way across the country in those aquariums. Amazing, the cod, after traveling hundreds, even thousands of miles in a railroad car, arrived fresh and strong, and most importantly to the chefs, tasty and flaky. Why? Why? Because the catfish kept the cod from getting stale. It kept it fresh. Now, here's my point. It just seems to me that the Lord doesn't want His church in America, church actually all over the world, to grow mushy and soft and unappealing and stale. So, it seems the Lord's put a couple catfish in our tanks, right? And now we got a couple catfish, and I think their job is to agitate us and wake us up from our slumber and get stronger and shine brighter for the glory of Christ. Is Jesus mad at us? No. I would argue just the opposite. He loves us so much that he wants us to press forward with a new thing. He, he loves us, and that's why he allows some catfish in our lives. He wants us to get better and stronger and wiser. So, let me close by saying this. Let's quit dwelling on the spilled milk of what was. Let's do our best by God's grace. I'm not going to look in the rearview mirror Again, oh, and I want what we used to have. By God's grace, let's quit looking in the rearview mirror and, and mourning and whining over the past. Can I get an amen to that? By God's grace, I realize it's going to be hard, and I, I'm going to have to watch myself too. But let's recognize that King Jesus is up to something new. Here in the family, we're pressing forward. Here in the family, believing King Jesus is up to something new and different, and we're going to embrace this new thing that Jesus is doing, even if it's hard, even if it's challenging, even if times, well, it doesn't feel like it used to. I understand, but we're going to embrace this new thing because Jesus is on the throne. He knows what he's doing. He's put some catfish in with us. But here's what I want to close by saying, church family. God is doing a new thing. God is up to something new, and we can either stay mad and upset and frustrated and angry, or we can embrace it and say, okay, Lord, doing a new thing, I'm going to join you and press forward with you. Let's pray as we close.
Lord, thank you for even the trials and the challenges that you allow into our lives. We recognize, Lord, they make us stronger. (laughs) They're going to make us wiser. And Lord, I pray that they might help us to shine brighter for you. And I want to pray for the church family at Walloon. I want to pray for the church family at East Jordan. I want to pray for the church family at Lanson. We confess, Lord, this last six months has been hard and painful and challenging and confusing to most of us. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive me all the times I whined and complained. Lord, would you help us now to press forward? Would you help us, Lord, to embrace the new things that you have in mind for us as your church and as your children? I just want to pause and say thank you. Thank you for the leaders. Thank you for the elders and the deacons and the staff that have been a part of adjusting and changing and altering and planning and making a new way possible. Lord, our our desire, our passion is to see that disciples, genuine, mature, growing, grounded disciples of your son Jesus would continue to be made. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your church, your plan to reach and change and impact northern Michigan for your son Jesus. It's in his name we pray all these things. Pastor Chad, make your way on up here. I got the microphone for you. Looks like our closing song will be walking. That's okay. Yeah. Where are you at, Pastor Chad? There you are. It's all you. Okay. Lynn Groff, our Minister of Maintenance. Would you make your way up here? This is Lynn's last month as... Our minister of maintenance, we like to refer to it as serving the church here. Lynn is transitioning in life. He is starting a new chapter of retirement, which I know, Lynn, you'll probably hit a point pretty quick. You'll wonder how you had time to work because you'll fill it with other things in your life. But And today is your birthday, I believe, too, is it not? Yeah. So... Lynn has faithfully served the Lord's Church here for over 20 years with us. And um, Lynn, I have told my wife this more than once, but there are two men specifically in my life I always think of as very godly men with gentle spirits. One was my father-in-law, and the other has been you. And Lynn is a great man of God, and I don't say that for your credit. I say it because Jesus is loaded in you. And makes you who you are. But Lynn, you are truly a blessing as a brother in Christ. And I just want to thank you for all the years you have faithfully served here. And a lot of you, you know, we just come to church and it's just, Lynn's kind of invisible, but not in the places well kept and clean. And we thank you for everything you've done. And there's so much more on the backside you've done with people as well, too, that you've come across and served with and ministered to. So... On behalf of the church, we're going to award you and Lucy, too, with a gift in here. There's a gift there for a bed and breakfast. A little bird told us that you guys have been dreaming of going to for a while. So we're going to help you get that way. We also have cake as well. 
you know, up in the gym afterwards here. The weather kind of soured on us today, but um, we've got lots of cake, folks, and we've kind of opened up the gym before kids' ministry here, so please come up, help us to just celebrate with Lynn and with Lucy and just their service. The good news is they're still going to be around, thank goodness. So, but thank you, and why don't we sing happy birthday as a closing to Lynn here. Yeah, you want to? Could I uh, have my granddaughter come up? She made it on my birthday by, the whole family come up that's here. Uh, she made it on my birthday by 15 minutes. She was born at quarter of 12. So we celebrate the same birthday. I just wanted to give you, while they're coming up, a little perspective and how long it's been. When I started, this building was not here. Pastor Bob was still pushing drugs, and Jeff, <laughs> didn't, Jeff didn't have a single white hair. And Pastor Brent was a little boy playing outside the youth center down the road. So it's been a little while. But what a blessing to be able to serve you and see your families grow up and the children. Uh, it's just an amazing job that I didn't think I wanted. But it's been a blessing. 